Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Thunderdome Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 15th. Glad to be with everyone again. I am your host, Troy Chain. Well, the regular season has come to an end. And all, though this was the longest regular season in league history, it wasn't quite long enough for the Rump Shakers to get into the playoffs. They just ran out of time. So, to the sadness of the majority of fantasy football fans out there, well, they'll just have to wait another long year to cheer on the greatest franchise in fantasy football. But before the season ended, Rump Shakers, showing the true champions they are, gave their fans one more glorious victory to revel in as they go into the offseason. And so the final week of the regular season is in the books. And so with that, we bring in Commissioner Ron Lim. Commissioner, how are you doing? Uh, a little tired, but just powering through, Troy. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, you did a, a lot of work this fantasy weekend, so it's understandable that uh, uh, you'd be a little bit uh, fatigued there. But, uh, well, let's go take a look at some of the news of the week, uh, some, of the, some of the major injuries out there or um, effects to some teams. Uh, well, as we all know, uh, COVID is, uh, or Rovish, I would say, is, Never ending, and uh, it's really affecting a lot of the Browns players. You got Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, and the head coach, Kevin Stavansky, all in COVID protocol. So, uh, it's gonna be uh, you're gonna have to keep an eye out on those players, and you know, a lot of other players, uh, a lot of teams are having to go under uh, enhanced protocols. Uh, Commissioner, what do you think about uh, COVID and how it might affect the playoffs here? Uh, potato, potato. Everyone has to deal with it. No excuses. So, yeah, yeah you, as, as a, a consistent message from Rovid, Rovid said, no relief, no quarter. You're, everyone's going to have to deal with uh, any, I guess, any mishaps that might ravage a, a roster out there. Um, looking at, James Conner and Cream Hunt, they're both questionable with ankle injuries. Um, well, what do you think about Conner? You think he's he was a he was a real bargain find. He was way way outperforming his ADP. Um, how do you think that imp- can impact uh, some of well whoever has Conner's how how their team can, might do. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's obviously been playing well lately with Chase Edmonds out. So, you know, it is a loss, but you know what? We're all dealing with losses. I just don't want to hear it. I just lost DeAndre Hopkins today, so no Which complaints. Is, and that is the other uh, one of the other major injuries. Yes, uh, as you said, DeAndre Hopkins out for the rest of the year. And I also uh, lost Corey Davis, don't forget. Well, yes, as as bitter of an injury that might be, uh, perhaps maybe Hopkins doesn't really affect you that much because uh, Hop, 
Hopkins has been dealing with that injury for a while now. So you've been really managing your roster without him. So it doesn't really affect you too much since you haven't really been able to use him. No, it's just Jonathan Taylor and Kittle have just been going off. But that's that's not going to continue happening, you know. You need a you need a full complement of players to, you know, contribute to each week. And yeah, you can't but, rely on like superstars just going off every week. But you know, you were it's better than having Hopkins in there and then giving you a goose egg. You know, at least you could find someone to put in. Uh, if you compare Hopkins production to you know some of your bench players, yeah, maybe it's good that Hopkins out and you know you you're actually gonna be better because you're actually gonna get points from that that position this time. Yeah, we'll see. I'm playing the variant this week and uh I don't really feel good about it. Well, let's see here. It's very uh, hard to beat a team two weeks in a row. It's very hard. Uh, DeAndre Swift is still uh, dealing with his, his injuries. He doesn't look – it's very questionable to be able to come out this weekend uh, in this crucial first weekend of playoffs. Uh, let's see. Terry McLaurin is dealing with a uh, – uh, it's like a pretty bad one. So, again, uh, McLaurin is going to have to – keep their fingers crossed in order to hope that he's available for the first round, which of course, I'm one of Terry McLaurin uh, owners out there in the other league, so of course, uh, of course, a main main player is injured. <laughs> and then uh, finally, some breaking news this Wednesday night, uh, Urban Myers, uh, spectacularly flaming out doesn't even make it through one year uh with the jacksonville jaguars he is out in jacksonville so no more urban myers for the nfl yeah you know what i think about that it's called suck it suck guys that's what i think about that yeah no love lost for urban myers that's for sure and uh yep. you know from what it sounds like uh the way he was uh treating his staff and his players Kind of seems uh, consistent with the way he's been throughout his career. So uh, finally he ran into uh, uh, players who had just as much power as him. So he is out. Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, James Robinson may actually take a bump up now that Myers is out? I don't know. The, the thing with the Jaguars is they're always playing from behind. So it's just, you know, if you're playing from behind all the time, it's just kind of hard to get your uh, cowbell running back a lot of touches, you know? Right. So, well, as we, uh, as after we've gone through the injuries, we take a look at, like we said, this is uh, the end of week 14, the end of the regular season. Uh, and it had still a lot, a, a lot of consequences uh, with how these games came out. Um, let's take a look at the first matchup. It was Stinky Boys versus Zookzillas. Stinky Boys uh, really uh, taking Zookzillas to the woodshed. 160.8 to 74.54. Zookzillas had some really curious lineup decisions there. Yeah, um, this is clearly a tank job on Zookzillas' parts. I don't understand his strategy. I don't know how I don't know what he thought he was going to get out of this in terms of, uh, I guess, jockeying for a playoff position, because I don't think he was going to really 
um, change from number two anyways. So mm-hmm. uh, I, it's very curious. I, I just don't know why he didn't field the full team. Right. Record-wise, he, I mean, the likelihood, he was pretty much locked into his spot. Uh, or, or I, better yet, you know, he might have been in food coma from gorging all those two-hands corn dogs. That's true. I mean, he could have been in food coma. Uh, he could have just been, you know, delirious with contentment, just sleeping, sleeping off those delicious corn dogs. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. He wouldn't be the first person who had to uh, uh, deal with food coma after eating the Korean corn dogs. Uh, do you have to deal with a lot of people just falling asleep on the benches and the tables in front of your, your business there, Ron? Uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> it's, it's a sorry yeah. sight, Troy. Sorry sight. I'm not surprised at all, though, with the deliciousness of a crunchy corn dog, the that exterior shell, and the juicy hot dog in, inside, or the or the stringy cheese. Well, you know who could blame anyone for falling asleep, taking a big nap after. Yeah, I don't know if Zookzilla's is trying to get the number three spot. I don't. I just don't understand what he was doing. I I just don't get it. Yeah, I. It's hard to say why he would try to get out of that two spot. Um, I, I I don't know. Uh, you know, you would think that uh, who his potential matchups would be uh, would be better. But again, record-wise, he was pretty much locked in. And yes, he was playing Stinky Boys. But again, the only way that Stinky Boys would have overcome him was would have to have been a tremendous tremendous score differential because Zookzilla's had a big lead on him. I guess the only way if Zookzilla's really wanted to, he was going to have to bench his whole team, um, which, you know, kind of begs the question, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about uh, teams be able to try to tank purposely uh, in order to maybe adjust their playoff position? Uh, you know, this is this is just a this is a dilemma we deal with every fantasy season. Um, personally, I think you should field a full team. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I don't know. This is something that maybe we have to bring up in the off season in terms of implementing some sort of uh, rule where yeah. every team must must field a full team even if even if you're not trying to play your best players you just have to at least field a full roster that's what sure. i think sure cuz uh, uh, you know that definitely can affect um teams that are trying to uh get into the playoffs of course and um so certainly that can have an impact uh, you know i'm kind of on yeah that you same. know I, i'm going to be honest i mean i don't know if zookzilla's uh if his uh strategy was to meet victorious but if i was victorious i'd be a little uh i don't know i'd be a little offended by that if that's what zookzillas is trying to get at to try to meet victorious in the playoffs well but the thing is to meet victorious in the playoffs he would have need to make sure he stayed at number two so again very curious decisions in, in terms of whatever he was trying to trying to do uh, Elvis, he was trying to lose, so mission accomplished there. Let's just let's just hope that 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 uh, that culture of losing, uh, of giving up, does not follow Zookzilla's into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. But uh, you know who's just doing a masterful job right now is Luki 
four game winning streak. Yep, four game winning streak. Uh, Luki is definitely getting that lineup prime for playoffs. Uh, they seem to be peaking at the right time. Uh, so, and uh, like I said, uh, well, he looks like he has James Robinson. So, again, with Urban Meyer being out, James Robinson possibly can take a step up. Um, let's see here. Madison, uh, I guess this could have been the injury area. Madison is in the COVID protocol. Uh, if he's out, um, Dalvin Cook gets all the work. So, Dalvin Cook can, again, possibly uh, take it to even another level there. So that'll be oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, right. I can. I guarantee James Robinson will score more than 0. 0.4 points. <laughs> All right. In the next matchup, it was the shootout at Summerlin. Uh, Squishy uh, defeated once again. 100.38. TLA finally breaks the curse. Uh, gets on the winning side here right at the end. Gets 125.92. Uh, won't be able to make the playoffs. Uh, but he will at least get some bragging rights here. Someone he he takes down Squishy, um, but uh, in the end, TLA comes with a record of five and nine, and Squishy two and twelve. After the bright flame that TLA was, he now, well, after again uh, spurring the podcast, dropped his record to five and nine, and. Although points wise he's above me, records wise he ends up sitting right next to me. TLA a five and nine, um, crash and burn after uh, not coming on to the podcast there. Yeah, curse of the podcast is very cruel. Letting TLA get a win like this when it was just completely meaningless. <laughs> All right, and uh, maybe a preview of a future matchup here. We got pigs. Uh, going up into the beast, the A team, A team scoring 155.44 uh, to Pigs 127.8. And Pigs ends the regular season as the uh, it's number one in the standings. He will get that number one seed. And uh, he did that with a league high seven game win streak. Yeah, TLA, I mean, A-Team does not seem that like they can be stopped. Like, right now, I, I feel like I got to reach out to John. I need his address. I got I should just send him the trophy now. Yeah, it is, uh, certainly does seem to be his to lose. Um, he, he definitely earned that number one seed there. Uh, by far and away, uh, the number one seed. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's again... Rolling into the playoffs, and his scores are consistently high, so he's got to feel good about that. It's not like it's a one week, um, one week big win, but it is consistent points that he's getting every week there. Yeah, it must be nice in fantasy football not to have a care in the world, it's a great feeling. Yeah, but if he, if uh, although that points is good, if he is not, um, it's it's not without reason that he could be beat because if uh, you have you happen to have run into him, you would have been able to beat him because you are the top score of the week, one sixty four point six two, an amazing score. Cooper Cup, of course, going off for of you, and as, as aforementioned, Kittle also having a breakout game, 
Um, and with that win, you took down Ku and the Gang. Ku and the Gang ended up the uh, last two weeks of the regular season um, getting beat twice. But um, luckily uh, for Ku and the Gang, um, the other important matchup was my matchup, uh, Rum Shakers uh, versus Pac-Man. Uh, so Pac-Man and, and uh, Ku and the Gang, they both really needed to try to win to give them a better shot to get into the playoffs. But since they both lost, well, uh, by virtue of their total score, Ku and the Gang backs into the playoffs, uh, barely holds on to that A spot, um, and Pac-Man is on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's a tough one when uh, you don't get in by virtue of the win-loss column, but by points, you know, that's just a tough pill to swallow sometimes. Yep. Um, let's see here. And the uh, one who, who did also hang on, uh, victorious uh, with a close loss to Variant. Variant was 143.02. Victorious, 136.52. Victorious was trying to get that win to... Uh, uh, make sure that he gets into the playoffs, but uh, with a with a loss by both Ku in the gang and Pac-Man, that made sure Victorious was going to get into the game. Um, he was, of course, would like everyone to know that he was dealing with a lot of injuries, uh, injuries to Alice Collins, Pittman was on a bye, Darren Waller hurt again, um, you know, not a lot of options. And uh, he wasn't able to take down Variant. But, again, based on his score he and how hot, how hot he was at the beginning of the year, he holds on to a 7-7 seven and seven record and will go into the playoffs at the 7th seed. Yeah. You know, all you got to do is get in. That's all it's about. And anything can happen in the playoffs. Right. All you need to get in, do is get in. And that was... Where I came just short, Rum Shakers could not just get in. But if we couldn't get in, we're going to go down fighting. And, you know, it really shows the heart of the champion and the, and the really the, the, uh, the top-notch program that Rum Shakers run to really <laughs> play strong all the way to the end. Uh, really took this ragtag bunch of players and at the end really had them playing their best ball. Unfortunately, I couldn't get the top score even for the last week. You took that away again, but uh, still uh, went out in a bang. Uh, unfortunately, Wolfpack had to uh, suffer the brunt of Rump Shaker's uh, frustrations, but Rump Shaker's goes out on a winning note uh, on a three-game winning streak. Uh, and it just shows, just shows, uh, like I said, the no quit in the rump shakers that they were going to fight on to the very end. Yeah. Uh, I commend you for, uh, definitely fighting on and, uh, definitely, you know, your team just stepping up, uh, in a big way, 163 points is a lot of points, but I, you know, I, I, I have to pat myself on the back because I got the high point score this week without Corey Davis. Very impressive. <laughs> Super impressive. All right. So uh, 
That looks good. So the playoffs are set. And the standings here, again, A-team with a first seed. Zookzilla's with a second seed. Stanky boys in the third seed. Uh, Two-mantra, one-man lead with a fourth seed. Variant at five. 58 at six. Victorious at seven. And Kuhn the gang squeaks in, grabs that last playoff spot. And uh, well, Kuhn the gang, uh, again, they owe me dinner now for getting them into the playoffs. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the playoffs here. But as we do that, let's bring in our top scorer of the week. All right, so top scorer. Well, what do you know? It is also the commissioner and co-host of the Thunderdome podcast, Ron Lim. Two-man to one-man lead, top scorer of the week. How did it feel? It felt great to finally be on. Finally, finally get more points than John. Feels great. <laughs> Feels great. And, uh, you know, I guess it's, it's only fitting that uh, we, at the end of the regular season, uh, we end the, the regular season with just you and me. You're the top scorer. And, hey, I was actually the second highest scorer of the week. Uh, so uh, it seems pretty fitting. Yeah. Congratulations, both of us. <laughs> and, of course, uh, in this podcast right now, there's a, uh, a total of five championships, five trophies, I think, between us. Is that, isn't that correct? I don't know. I can't count that high. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot, a lot of champions uh, represented here uh, between the two of us. So, uh, well, let's look at the playoff matchups. So on one side of the bracket, uh, the number one seed uh, A team is going to get Kuhn the game. Uh, on the other side, Victorious uh, will have to go up against Zookzilla's. Uh, back to the other side again, you're going uh, against the variant. And on the other side here, Stanky Boys and Pigs. So definitely some interesting matchups. Uh, let's look at Zookzilla's versus Victorious uh, first. Certainly Zookzilla's... Uh, Although it seemed like he was trying to get out of this spot for some reason, uh, you would think that uh, although Victorious is at number seven, he's one of the uh, his, his team is again dealing with a lot of Rovid. Um, so I don't know if he's going to be able to pose much of a challenge versus Zuxillas. You know what? Like I said, if you get in, anything can happen. And you know what? I think Victorious has a puncher's chance. Yeah, I mean, you know, the problem is is Tom Brady could have a spectacular game. He's he's always capable of that, but some of those points might be getting negated because Zookzilla's got Gronkowski on the other side. Um, and he has think, Mike Evans. Yeah, and so do you think? Do you think Zookzilla's is going to stick with that? Do you think he's going to take up all the Tampa Bay? Um, receiving the options that he can to to counter Brady, or uh, because in order to do that, he's gonna he's gonna keep Kelsey on the bench. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that lineup decisions for Zuxillas? Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna do here, but uh, I I'm not gonna lie. If uh, if if he doesn't feel the full roster again, and maybe he might just try to do something spectacular. Not feel the full roster and try to win still. Wow, that'd be 
pretty uh, pretty ballsy to try to pull that off during the playoffs, but certainly be able to rub it into your opponent if you could, uh, again, try to leave uh, your roster spots unused. Does uh, Zookzilla's, uh, does he have it in him to do that? You know, certainly he should have an easy victory. Can he rub it in a little bit more and uh, maybe try to dare uh, leave some spots open and uh, still be victorious? Yeah, you know, Victorious has nothing to lose. You know, if he's definitely, definitely a severe underdog here. But mm-hmm. you know what? I've seen crazier things happen, and I've seen many teams shock the world. And if uh, Victorious pulls this out, I will almost guarantee he'll be calling into the podcast. <laughs> and, okay, let's look at our next matchup. It's going to be pigs versus stinky boys this is a a big rivalry match this is a big playoff match uh both teams uh you know slated to score pretty evenly here uh 58 would really really ruin the day if he has to lose to stinky again especially when it's lukey probably making the most of the moves here uh it would be quite in embarrassment for 58 to lose to Luki. But, uh, you know, Stinky Boys is the higher seed at number three. Um, this is uh, going to be a spectacular matchup to, to look at. Yeah, this is going to be... This is a really tough one to call. This is a very even matchup. Um, but I can tell you uh, for sure that uh, Pigs would not be happy at all losing to a high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got a decision to make at tight end. Uh, he's got Conklin in at tight end at the moment. Uh, but he has the Pitts, who he made that big trade for during the season. Um, do you think he's going to leave Pitts on the bench? Was it something you would do to leave Pitts on the bench and start Conklin? Nope. I would, I would start Pitts. In the playoffs, you just start your horses. That's how I roll. That's what I would do. I will be surprised if Pigs does not move Pitts into his starting lineup. I'll be pretty surprised. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he tries to do there. Um, At this point, of course, uh, his lineup is not fully set, so he still has Dontre Hilliard in at running back. He's going to be praying that Eliza Mitchell or Eli Mitchell can pass the concussion protocol. Uh, he really needs him to fill out that running back spot uh, because if he doesn't, he's going to either have to stick with Hilliard or come up with some either combination of Gainwell or Mike Davis. Um, so that really can make a difference if Mitchell can get healthy there. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be key. If he can get Elijah Mitchell in there, that's going to make a big difference in this matchup. That's for sure. And Stanky boys, uh, you know, his team is looking really good. You know, some players that are really, you know, started out real slow, but now have become crucial. Of course, Waddle's doing really good now with Tua at the home. And Van Jefferson, you know, with the injury to Robert Woods has become a key cog to that Rams offense. Um, you know, what What are you going to do if you are Stanky boys? Uh, you've got Van Jefferson, who's been playing really well. But you've got this big name of DK Metcalf on the bench. Uh, do you have 
the stones to keep Metcalf off on the playoffs, or would you go as you say, like you just got to play your stars in playoffs? Uh, how do you feel about that situation? Yeah, I would. I would play Metcalf. You you just can't leave star players on the bench, and then you know they go off. You're just going to be kicking yourself. You know that's just what I think. I mean, he has actually two guys he can use. He can use Javante Williams too in the flex. He Absolutely. actually has two choices. So Absolutely. So, you know, he's going to have a combination of does he play James Robinson or does he play Javante Williams or Van Jefferson or DK Metcalf? I think those are some combination of those four players for three spots. Uh he's going to have to make a decision on. Um personally, would you put Williams and Robinson in and maybe leave Metcalf and Van Jefferson off? <sighs> that's I think that's what I would do actually to tell you yeah. the truth. Yeah. And that's that means what I would you, do. You play Ayuk and Waddle over DK Metcalf. I play Ayuk for sure. Waddle has been really good this season and he's been very consistent. So it's just it's hard to leave a guy that's been that consistent on your bench. I think you have to reward him for good play. So mm-hmm. I would probably keep Waddle in there. All right, so that's our, that's the uh, Thunderdome podcast advice for Stanky Boys lineup. Pigs, you know, his lineup, really nothing else to change there except for uh, hoping that that Mitchell can get healthy so he can take that Hillier spot. And, uh, well, the only one that, you know, Ron suggests Kyle Pitts instead of uh, Conklin in this spot here. <sighs> you know, if it was me, you know, I'm, Almost, I don't know. I think I would, you know, Pitts has been really disappointing this season. And he's going up against that San Francisco defense. I might take Conklin uh, just to, because he's been getting some targets. And possibly you get, you get, uh, you get up until Monday night, uh, some excitement. The fact that it's such a late game, you know, I'm going to call it. If it was me, I would stick Conklin in there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what the outcomes come after that. But you see where Ron's in the playoffs, and you see me outside of the playoffs, so you can see where the lineups, uh, who whose lineup advice you should take more there. I mean, I mean, regardless, you know, pigs should either play Conklin or Pitts, regardless. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's good advice. He's gonna have to pick play one of those diamonds. All right, cool in the game. Having it to go up against the number one seed A team. I'm sure the A team would have, uh, you know, even though he's the first seed, might have wanted to see someone like uh, victorious in this first round. Because although, you know, projection wise, he's got a pretty big, uh, you know, uh, he's he's a pretty good favorite. But cool in the game has potential. Um, you know, right now he's gonna go. Cool in the gang, that is, is he's going to try to roll the dice with Freeman at the running back spot. Um, you know, he's probably looking to see what injury situation uh, Harris or Pollard might show up with. But would you take a maybe less than 100% Pollard or, or Harris and put him in that running back spot? Or would you leave Freeman in? Uh, this is... This is a really tough decision for Quinn the gang. Um, but you know what? He has nothing to lose here. He's going up against 
the best team in our league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think he just – he kind of has to take some lineup chances here. Sure. So, you know, it's just – this is a really tough decision, to tell you the truth, you know? Yeah. So, if it comes down to it, if it's, it's, your, it's your call, who are you putting in? You know what? I think I would roll the dice with Freeman, too. Right. I think I would do it. You know, luckily – Unluckily for you, but luckily for Kuhn the gang, uh, with that injury to Hopkins, Christian Kirk becomes a little bit more uh, appetizing, may be looked at a little bit more. So that, that gives him a little bit of hope there. Um, he, had, he does have Devontae Smith and Mike Williams on the bench. Either of those running backs goes into the starting lineup over Christian Kirk or, or Beasley. Yeah, this is... <sighs> This is a this is a Kuhn the gang has some tough decisions. Devonta Smith, like from a talent perspective, he's a beast. I mean, if you watch him play, yeah. he has the potential to just be a beast. But he's been pretty disappointing this season. I have him in another on another team in another league, and he's been a disappointment based on you know what a lot of people thought he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Beasley, he's like, he's definitely safer, but Devonta Smith has the potential to put up big points. You know, it just depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for like an easy 10 to 12 points, then definitely Beasley's your guy. All right. So, like we talked about, uh, uh, Ron's advice is Beasley in there, um, over Devonta Smith and Mike Williams. Um, no, I didn't say that. Oh, I just said. Oh, I said if you want the more sure points, I think Beasley's the guy. But if you're trying to hit a home run, I would go with Devonta Smith. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, Devonta Smith does have the talent. Whoa, how about Mike Williams though? You know he's gonna be involved in that. You know shootout in Kansas City Thursday night. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kuhn in the game is going to put in Mike Williams. I didn't even see that. Uh-huh. I say Beasley's out, put in Mike Williams. Yeah. Yep. It's tough. Beasley has been a target machine, though. He's been getting a lot of targets, a lot of receptions. Yeah, I think I think what I think what Kuhn in the game is looking at is the matchup here. Uh-huh. You know, the matchup. The matchup is definitely harder for Mike Williams, whereas Beasley's going up against. They're they're playing like. They're playing Buffalo's playing a bad team. Yeah, they're they're playing Carolina. So yes. Yeah, you know, so I think you be um I would go I would kind of try to hit the home run because like you said, you're an underdog here. Yeah. I would just kind of pray for a shootout and I would pray that Michael be part of that. And I guess I would play him over Cole Beasley, although Cole Beasley's uh slated to get more points. I would definitely keep Kirk and Chase in there. So we'll see what uh of the gang does. On the other side, A team, I don't know. Can he do can he do any wrong with players that he has? He could just really just shuffle them up, put any player in. He's got Chuba Hubbard on his bench. Uh and really I don't think he has to worry about anybody else, but uh uh, Chuba Hubbard certainly not good enough to take Jefferson Lamb or Debo Samuel out. So, 
Um, I think this lineup is set. I think this his starting lineup. Really, I don't think he has to. There's no decisions for him to be made. Nothing to change. I think this is nope. his starting lineup all the way through. Yep. Nothing to see here. Move along. Yep. All right. You um, know, this has been working for him the whole time. There's no reason to change anything up. <laughs> all right. And then uh, the next, uh, the final matchup, the big matchup, your rivalry versus Joe the Variant. This is, oh, man, this is going to be a good one. You guys are both eight and six. You're the fourth seed. He's the fifth seed. Uh, two great fantasy football minds have been going against it. And now the battle is here. Um, how do you feel about your chances against Variant? Uh, I'm going to be honest, not so good. Um, after losing DeAndre Hopkins, as you can see, I inserted Amon Ross St. Brown. So I'm definitely taking a chance here. Even though the past two weeks, um, he's gotten a lot of targets. So that's why I'm putting him in. I'm hoping to catch lightning in a bottle here. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll uh, put up a pretty big game. Um, but uh, I think this is going to be a very close matchup between him and me. Um, so, I mean, it all starts tomorrow with the Chargers versus Chiefs. He has Mahomes, so we'll see how he does. Hopefully Mahomes does not go nuts. If Mahomes goes nuts tomorrow, then I'm already going to be in the hole. Well, if you are in the hole and Beckham Jr., uh, is able to provide some negative tests and is available on Sunday. Uh, would you have any thoughts of starting Beckham instead of St. Brown and taking two Rams wide receiver heading to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I have to consider Beckham. He's been playing pretty well lately. He has a pretty good rapport with Stafford right now, so I would definitely have to consider that. I I picked up St. Brown, obviously, because Hopkins is out, so I just I had to get somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I were you, I think as long as he it gets cleared, I would probably play Beckham over St. Brown and just and just go with those. Although it's a little bit scary, I would go with both of those Rams. Um, if Chase Edmonds gets uh, taken off of that injured reserve, he's does if he's does indeed come off, uh, are you going to play him over Devontae Freeman? Most likely not. Nope. Really, he's going even though he's going up at Detroit and it well, okay, let me ask you this. If James Conner is out, are you playing Edmonds over Freeman? Then yes. Okay. Yeah, so that that James Conner news is gonna be big for you. Yep. Um so looking at variant side of things, um, you know, he's looking good. His running backs are looking healthy. Again, he really needs Mahomes to keep going, keep playing the way he is, but other than that. Uh, really, there's nothing left on his bench except for, you know, he's got Firemuth on the bench versus Noah Fant. Um, Noah Fant going up against Cincinnati and Firemuth versus Tennessee. I'm going to say I would put Firemuth in. Uh, so, Joe, if, you, if you're hearing, that's that's my advice. But uh, then again, like I said, uh, you know how my team went this year, so Take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Fant on this one. Right. Yeah, that that's why I want to see him play. <laughs> that's who you want to see him play, right? So, oh man, so it, it's gonna be interesting. Um, 
the playoffs are finally here. Uh, it's the second season and the real season. Uh, like I said, four teams are going to be sitting out on the bench here with me. Uh, Squishy, of course, takes uh, the absolute last place at 2-12. and 12. Uh, You know, very, very... Not only was he 2-12, and 12, he only... He had the by far the lowest point total. Um, so really uh, a very, very sad season for Squishy. Uh, Wolf Wolfpack, sorry, had it to, to you. He is on, outside looking in, like I said. And then uh, TLA, you know, it was too bad that he uh, that he took on that uh, he took on that curse by by shutting the podcast and uh, like I said he's he's got a seat right next to me here on the bench we're sitting together five and nine yeah you know um yeah season's over now TLA might as well come on <laughs> that's what I think might as well come on so TLA's got make amends he's got all his amends he's got all his attention focused on his second league the league that he didn't even want to play this year, and uh, he's sitting there with the number one seed in that other league. Uh, and uh, it was a league he wasn't even, if he would have to be convinced or coerced to play in. Uh, you know, in a situation like that, do you, would you say that uh, uh, someone like that should he even be able to get the full payout that he should have to spread the payout amongst the other members of his league? Oh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's yeah. not like it's not like Squishy didn't try hard in Thunderdome or anything, you know. He never gave up. He always played the best lineup that he thought he could play, so no worries. Yeah, we're not talking about Squishy. We're talking about... I mean, TLA. Sorry. I meant TLA. Sorry. Not Squishy. Well, no, I'm so, I'm talking about the other league where he's number one, and then like yeah. and he was and he and he would have to be coerced to play. Did he really in that league? I don't remember. Oh yeah, he, he right at the end we had to push him to get into get into it, and lo and behold, look at that, he's riding high at number one in that league. Oh, I guess I don't know. I guess <laughs> not caring has its rewards. Oh, he cared, of course. So, well, uh, good luck to everyone in their playoff matchups. Must be fun to be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what if I don't think you've ever had to experience this, but it, it's like one of those days where, you know, when USC was so bad and those games were coming on, I had to like just find things to distract myself from games, go take a walk or, you know, clean the backyard or just do things to keep my mind off of the matchups. And sure enough, it's probably going to be a weekend like that when Thunderdome playoffs are going along. I have to like, just go find something to do. Like, you know, pull weeds or something. Don't fret Troy. It's with, with SC now under Riley, man, this, everything looks great. I guess just good news. Signing day started. It started. We're going to pick up a lot of players. So plenty of good news around the corner. I guess that is a a ray of sunshine on this cloudy day. So 
Well, like I said, uh, good luck to everyone. And everyone, go get something good to eat.